All right, welcome everyone. Today is May the 3rd. This is 2023 and this is our All Lives Matter call with Dr. Lloyd and Dr. David Tech. My name is Johanna Chan. Um, before we hear from them today, I want to share this disclaimer. This presentation is for education and informational purposes only. And since we're going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand this information is not intended to heal or cure anything. Everything in the presentation are the opinions of Alex Lloyd, David Peck, myself, or you if you choose to share. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concerns you may have. All right, guys, take it away. Thank you so much, Johanna. Uh, I'm Alex Lloyd. The good looking guy in the middle is Dr. David Peck. And today we are doing uh, number two on a new series. We just finished a series. Now we're starting a new series uh, that I'm excited about. I've never done a thing on this in my entire life, okay? Even though I love it, I think it's wonderful. In fact, I, I'm not sure how I haven't done something on it before, but I'm very glad to be doing it now. So this is week two. If you missed last week, you can go back and catch up. It's posted. Um, but I'll throw it to uh, Dr. David. This was his idea. And uh, uh, he'll tell you what we're talking about today. And then I'll maybe uh, add a post-it note to what he says. Then we'll do a custom healing intervention. So you can use this to heal these issues in yourself. And then we'll take some questions uh, or comments if we have time. So go ahead, Dave, take it away. Great. Thanks so much, Alex. So yeah, this is... Um... Last week, we did um, the first of the seven deadly sins, and, um, and, and that was fool's pride or vainglory, and not to be confused with good pride, and which is self-respect. So mm -hmm. this week, we're on to number two, and the order is, we modified the order a little bit, but number two is envy. Oh, Dave, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm so disappointed. You don't have a hat for this one. No, I unfortunately, yeah, no. I'm that, sorry. That was I'm last sorry. week only. Right, right, I'm sorry. right. right. Uh, and, and if you don't know what we're talking about, last week, Dave actually had an embroidered hat about that deadly sin. It was really cool. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, definitely. That was great. It, it said self-respect on the front, and on the back it says do the healing code. So, you know, uh, but so um, envy, uh, number two, uh, in subsequent weeks, we will be doing wrath or anger is number three, four is greed, five is sloth or laziness, six is gluttony, excesses, and seven is lust. So this week is envy. So um, I think envy is pretty clear. It's resentment or discontent with desire or for possessions or qualities of another. So looking at another person and, and being desirous, desirous. So, you know, my, my story with envy really goes back to, to growing up. Um, I mean, I came from a, a, you know, very sort of competitive Korean. My parents immigrated from Korea after or towards the end of the Korean war. And, um, were part of a, a cohort of Koreans that were allowed into the country that were professionals, were medical professionals. At the time, the country was uh, short on doctors. And so there was a, the, gate, the door was open for doctors and my parents both uh, came to the United States. But the competition was 
difficult. They they didn't speak English well. Uh, they had many difficulties, and and it was I was really raised in a in a situation of of constant comparisons. So we were constantly being told, "Oh, look what Johnny went to Harvard, and you know so and so's daughter went to here and that." And so you know there was a lot of this comparison and 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 sort of you know it was a, it was a it was feeding envy, and 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 I would say that you know much of what we get from society these days is really to promote envy more than anything else. Well, so what happened was um, in college, actually, um, this is where, you know, things really changed for me. I, I met a person, you know, one of my, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what to call him. He was, he, he changed my life in so many ways. Um, I, he was a Sagittarius. I'm an Aquarius, you know, son. I think that was a combination of the fire in the air and just, fed each other but he he really he was the person who who started me meditating and sort of had a, a spiritual awakening at that time and this guy was he was one of these um he was from a french canadian family a very wealthy family and the, i went to dartmouth college which is you know an ivy league school that was up in the the, the northeast up in the uh, what they're called the White Mountains in in New Hampshire and Vermont, and this was an area that was very secluded. But boy, we had so many rich kids up there. I mean, really, these this is old wealth. You know, I graduated with Nelson Rockefeller Jr. Just for example, you know, and and these all these really yeah. He used to they used to get drunk on our I don't know I should say too much on our hallway because I lived with the Deerfield boys. They 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 would go to they were actually going to. Um, school away from their home, starting in college, high school, they would go to these academies and Deerfield was one of the big ones. And so, you know, there were guys that were living on the, my hallway as a freshman and they used to come by and everything. But so, so, but what happened was what he, what he taught me was to be into your own thing, just get so into your own thing. And then what would happen would, uh, you know, other people would be wondering what you were into because you were so into your own thing. And this guy used to uh, drive. Uh, he had a little Ford Escort with a dog named Stoney, but he, he used to drive through the White Mountains area and write uh, about the poverty that was in the area. There was widespread poverty. I had no idea that, you know, what the, uh, the extent it was because, you know, I'm at this very wealthy, rich college in the middle of the White Mountains. But in that area, he took me to some of those places. <coughs> it was it was it was white. They were white people, not, you know, colored people, white, black people, white poverty. And um, uh, just another another, you know, it's just a, a paradox because, you know, this he was so wealthy. I remember one time he he took me to this his like summer home or something like this was a secluded area on a cape where you'd see there were only maybe four or five of these giant house mansions on the shoreline. You'd go out for a walk on the beach. You wouldn't see anybody. You might see one person, you know, walking his dog or something. This was, you know, the type of person, the wealth that he came from. And yet he was going around, you know, editorializing or reviewing and raising awareness of the poverty in the White Mountain areas of Vermont. But, but that was the main point was that, 
get into what you're doing. You know, you, you when you're so focused and, and, and I took this with me the rest of my life, actually, this is one thing I continue even today is that you just focus on what you're doing. And then, and then, and, and then other people will wonder. And, and I just give you one other, you know, sort of motto that I took um, when I was, cause I've been in New York city for, you know, close to 30 years. And when I started uh, as a resident, as an intern in, in general surgery there at St. Luke's Roosevelt, there was so much going on in New York. There's all kinds of everything you could ask for it, like lots of it. And so the real motto that I, that I remember and I held on to while I was there was the exact opposite of what we spoke of several weeks ago, which is FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, my motto was never fear, never be afraid that you're missing out of something else. You just folks stay on what you're into. And so, you know, that that's my sort of takeaway message for just in general is that, you know, don't worry about the other guy, what they're doing, everything. Just get into what you're doing. And then that's where all the magic happens. And that's all the keys. So um, I think that's probably, you know, I'll pass it to you, Alex, if that's my story. Yeah, I love that, Dave. I, I love that. Uh, get so into your own thing. I've I've never heard that before. That's brilliant. Um, one thing that that um, kind of my experience with envy. Uh, I I don't remember any envy before I started to school. I I really don't. I, I love my life. Uh, I loved everybody. Everybody loved me that I knew of. Um, and I mean I. I I can remember things like, you know, I, I love Coca-Cola and Coke was kind of a treat back then. I mean, today it's not a treat. Back then it was a treat. You didn't have it every day. Wait, I thought it was Dr. Pepper. Well, do I love Dr. Pepper. That's my favorite. But okay, yeah, okay. so, but, but Coke is the generic term. I mean, I talk to people from up north and in the west and they say soda. Well, in the south, we never said soda. We said Coke. But Coke meant any of them. It meant Sprite, Coke, Dr. Pepper, uh, Pepsi. Coke was the generic for any of them uh, where I grew up. So, yeah, it was Dr. Pepper specifically. But, <laughs> but I, I can remember, you know, being four or five years old, seeing a kid drinking an ice cold Coke or Dr. Pepper or something and, and, and thinking, I wish I had that Dr. Pepper. Mm. Now, you can call that envy. I think it's just a little kid who wants a Coke, okay? But as as far as adult envy, the first time I remember that is uh, is after starting to school and all my problems came. I was dyslexic. I did poor in school. Um, I was made fun of for my looks and some other things too, okay? And I, I remember envying my two brothers, they were both older than me. One was 16 years older than me. One was like 18 years older than me, old enough to be my father. And once I went to, I didn't envy them before school, but once I started to school and I realized that I was made fun of for the way I looked, well, they were slim and trim and good looking and, and never had acne or anything like that and dated pretty girls and all of that, none of that was true of me at that age, okay? I was made fun of for the way I look. So the first envy I remember was my brothers over how they looked now and their popularity. Now, 
they were never mean to me. So it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the way they treated me. It was just, I guess that helped, but it was just that they had something I didn't have. And, and that something was causing me great pain every single day at school. Okay. Now, go, so that's my first experience, if anybody cares. All right. But here's, here's really what I wanted to share. And, and I'd ask you to just not to come to a, a conclusion on this quickly. Take your time. And here's what I'd like you to think about. You can't have and want at the same time. Okay? You can't have and want at the same time. Would you rather have or would you rather want? Okay? You need to answer that question. Would you rather have or would you rather want? Okay. Well, so how can you do that if there's something you have and don't need? Well, but you want it. Well, what the research says is about 98% of what we want, we don't need. We just mm -hmm. want. Okay? So... The magic for me is when I learned for Alex that if I want what I have, it eliminates wanting. And if you eliminate wanting, you eliminate envy. And I really think, Dave, that's just another way of saying that same thing that you said that... Um, uh, get so into your own thing that you really just don't care about that stuff because you're so into your thing. This is really just another way of saying that. If you, if you want what you have, it eliminates want and it eliminates envy. And what you get from it is gratitude, thankfulness, appreciation, contentment, patience, all of that stuff you get if you make the decision to want what you have. Now, you're thinking, oh, oh, but what if I really do need something in the future? Well, that's not what I'm talking about. If you really do need something, yeah, figure out a way to go get it, okay? But 98%, that's a pretty big number. Yeah. 98%, you don't need it. You just want it. Well, that wanting creates stress. Having eliminates stress. So if you want what you have, you just eliminated your stress over that thing. Okay? So um, we're going to do a code to heal the source and help you do that. Yeah, I just want to just add one thing because I we're just we're so agreeing with each other. But why then is it that 98% of people or of the time want what they don't need? What want what we don't need? And I would have to say it has a lot to do with what's going around us, what's being fed into us, what yeah. the TV is telling us, what society is telling us. You have to, it's almost like be the envy of your whole neighborhood. You know, they're telling us you that we encouraging envy. So just let's be aware of that. Those messages that are being fed to us are 
output are the exact opposite of what we really need. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think I, I think that's true. And I think some of it is just our stimulus response belief system that we're programmed with, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, think about this. I, I grew up in sports and I know Dave did too. Um, Michael Jordan, who is largely considered the best basketball player that ever lived. There's debate over that. Some people think it's LeBron James or Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain or whatever. But anyway, it's a debate. But he's for sure one of the one of the best that ever played, Michael Jordan. Let me ask you a question. Not, not Dave, but you listening. Do you think Michael Jordan woke up every morning and as soon as he woke up, he was like, Yes, I'm Michael Jordan. <laughs> Think that's what he did every morning? Well, let, let me answer it for you. No, he did not do that. Okay. He woke up in the morning and after thinking about, you know, going to the restroom and getting dressed and maybe taking a shower, brushing your teeth, getting something to eat, whatever, um, what he likely thought of was his next goal that he does not have yet to score X amount of points or to get another championship or, or whatever. Well, a lot of us would envy Michael Jordan or someone like that. And we would think, oh man, if I was ever had that life, man, I'd never want for anything. I'd be so happy, so content. So it's not true. Ladies and gentlemen, it is not true. I have counseled with billionaires, with multimillionaires, with many star pro athletes and things like that, okay? Let me tell you, they are the most messed up people I've ever worked with. Most of them are paranoid that they're going to lose their looks or lose their fame or lose their money or lose their... I mean, it was always one thing and then another when, when I work with those people. Now, some of them are content, but the ones that are content, they don't care about the money. They don't care about the fame. They're doing it, like Dave said, because that's what they love. That's what they're into. And they don't care about the other stuff, okay? But most of them are paranoid about the next thing not happening or the bad thing happening. Okay, so Dave, does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I, and that goes along with the, the whole idea. And you, you're, this is from your, your book and your teachings is, is with the patience category, the stress versus the success goals. Right, right. So the, those, you know, the, the growth model is another way of talking. You know, we just want to get as good as we can at, at what we're doing. You know, but we're I not trying to, yeah. But I totally understand it because I'm always thinking if I could just be like David Peck, man, I would never, <laughs> I'd never have it. I'd never want anything else. If I could Likewise, like Alex. David Peck. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, I totally get it. Uh, Dave, you want to start the code? Sure. Yes, totally. Uh, okay. Unless you want to add something else. No, 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 no. That's good. That's great. Okay. okay so this is a code for envy, systemic envy. We pray, we request that all destructive negative cellular memories, unhealthy habits and addictions, false limiting beliefs, 
and relationships that are related to envy in any form be found, opened, and healed through love, light, truth, and God. Amen. Okay, and the first position is both hands in the bridge for systemic envy. Both hands bridge. Second position, left hand bridge, right hand Adam's apple. Left hand bridge, right hand Adam's apple. Okay, third position, just switch. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Left hand, Adam's apple, right hand, bridge. Okay, fourth position, both hands, jaws, both hands, jaws. Okay, back to first position, both hands bridge, both hands bridge, position one, do one more cycle, both hands bridge.
Second position, left hand bridge, right hand Adam's apple. Left hand bridge, right hand Adam's apple. Third position, left hand, Adam's apple, right hand bridge. Just switching the hands, left hand, Adam's apple, right hand bridge. For a systemic envy. Part two of the seven deadly sins. And position four, both hands, jaws, both hands, jaws. Okay, that's two cycles. Yep. We can't hear you. Can't hear you. My dog was barking in a <laughs> my thing. All right. Thank you, Dave. Let's go to uh, acupuncture points, side of the hand, collarbones, chin. Little finger. Eyebrows. Index finger. Under the eyes. Under the nipples. Middle finger under the nose, under the arms, thumb, middle of the chest, sore spot. 9G, eyes open, closed, open, eyes down to the left, down to the right, circle your eyes, circle back the other way. Mm -hmm. One, two, One, three, four, three, four five. five. Mm -hmm. Please activate governing and conception vessel three times, three times. 
If it hurts, you're pushing too hard. Calms the central nervous system. Okay, now to uh, healing centers. Let's start with throat. Please open and harmonize. If it hurts, you're rubbing too hard. Base or root on the pubic bone. Please open and harmonize. Heart, please open and harmonize. Forehead, please open and harmonize. Middle of the stomach, please open and harmonize. Crown, please open and harmonize. Under the belly button, please open and harmonize. And then let's do left hand brainstem, right hand forehead. Left hand brainstem, right hand forehead. This is conscious, unconscious, subconscious, and ancestral mind. Your entire mind. Pouring energy into it to pull the lies and falsehoods and fear out and pour love and joy and peace in and truth. Both hands over the heart. Slow, deep breaths, one after the other. Let the code process. If you um, got a zero to 10 to start uh, when you're ready, take a look at that and note any change. And I would also take a look at it in about 30 minutes when it should be better than it is now. And Johanna, I can hang around for a few minutes if we have any questions or comments okay so if you have a question or a comment or you're on the phone you can press star nine that's going to um, raise your hand i'm going to unmute uh the first caller which is annie if you want to uh unmute your line hi alex hi dr david hi johanna thank you so much for uh taking my call um alex i and david i actually had two questions i'll make them really quick um, the first question is, is, I've been doing my healing codes for a, a while now, about 10 months. And I guess that's not a while. You've been doing it for what, 20 years, but, um, and I'm working with a coach. She's amazing. And I, I've just had a question sort of about the healing process. Sometimes I find it's like, wow, I'm feeling so great. And then other times I'm like, wow, I'm having the same symptom that I did. I almost feel like before I started the codes, um, I just kind of was curious as to, is this considered detoxing or recircling or is the code not good anymore? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question, Annie. Um, uh, typically it is a Hertzheimer's reaction. What in energy medicine is called a healing crisis. What I call a healing response. It's in all types of health, not just natural health. 
And it's that phenomenon where you get better, you get worse before you get better. And mm -hmm. in natural health, it's very often toxins uh, like mercury and pesticides and herbicides and things like that that have either been on your food or you breathe in or touch or absorb something. And your body does its best to get those things out through the sweat and the bowel and urine and, and, and things like that. But it can't always get them out. And if our immune system is compromised because of stress, it really can't get them out. So then it tries to isolate them, like in bones or in a cyst that comes up. Uh, very often there's toxins in that cyst. In fat cells, a lot of people don't realize the body stores toxicity in fat cells. So the more fat, the more toxins, the less fat, the less toxins. Uh, very often, if you go on a diet and start losing weight, there will be days when you don't feel very good. And that's typically when the fat cells that had mercury or pesticides or herbicides, uh, those are being uh, broken up and those toxins go into your bloodstream on the way out of the body. But mercury in your bloodstream, you're gonna feel it, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, that's a healing response, healing crisis. So it could be that. The way to tell for sure if it's a healing uh, response is, is this. It's four steps, I believe. You do a code and feel worse. You stop the code and feel better. You start the code again and feel worse again. You stop the code again and feel better again. If you go through that and that's what happens, it is a healing response. And you can either mm -hmm. back off or you can try to push through. If that's not what happens, it's probably coincidental. In standard medicine, when that happens, it's usually a side effect. Now in natural medicine, there aren't typically a lot of side effects, there's healing responses. But in standard medicine, it may be also be a side effect. Dave, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I wanted to make a point of clarification because I believe Annie was talking about a situation where she had already healed something and later, you know, months later, et cetera, that symptoms had recurred. Is that, am I correct in saying that Annie or? Yeah, it's similar. It's like, you know, I'll have, you know, a couple of weeks where it's like, wow, I think the symptom is gone and then it'll come back and sometimes it'll come back worse yeah, that, than I had it before. That, that simply means it's not healed yet. It, right, like, exactly. That's what I was going to When it's completely healed, it won't do that. Right. Okay. And my, so just, my, my, question oh, also to you, my question also to you, Annie, is when it comes back weeks later, do you find that, that it's of less shorter duration or less intensity? Because that also would... That's that's indicating that that the heal it hasn't completely healed it has partially healed and that I find very common actually is that it is you yeah, heal it the first time that when it comes back it's not quite as much but it's similar then go back at it again maybe even with the same process that you use the first time. Okay, right. yeah, it's just you know what it is it just ignites an anxiety response. I'm like oh no it's coming back and then doubt starts and then I start to sort of spiral but. I'm learning to just sit with the emotions, let the emotions come up because I think they're coming up because they need to be healed and I haven't healed them. Um, okay, thank you. I know this, it's, it's a process of patience and I'm just trusting the Lord and it's like, I'll be healed when he says it's time. 
Yeah. Um, which is hard sometimes. My second question is, have you, either of you ever heard of the medical medium? Um, yeah. Okay. And it's funny because I, I did his, I was a follower of his several years ago. Um, and to be oh, blessed. No, no, not, not a particular person. I thought you oh, were talking okay. about like a, a, a class or group, not a particular right. oh, Okay. There's a guy named Anthony William, and he's very, very, very popular. Um, I followed his protocols, you know, a couple years ago. Um, anyway, he came up in a Vanity Fair article, and it just sort of brought back all of these really unpleasant memories that I was, you know, that I had had when I followed his protocol. And the part that I don't understand, you know, he, he, he says he hears a voice that calls itself spirit, and the spirit says that he isn't God, but he's just beneath God, which to me is like, well, I have my own ideas who I think that spirit really is. But um, the thing that I'm just so perplexed by is when I did his protocols, I felt worse than I'd ever felt in my life. Um, but for every, you know, one negative review of him, you will have 10,000 positive reviews. I mean, this guy is almost, to me, comes across a little bit like a cult leader. I know he's helped people, but it's just very interesting to me. So I was just curious if you had, you know. You know, I, I would like to say something, though, that, that you know, I was, I was wanted to say this before, actually, but you stimulated this conversation is that, you know, when I look at our own thing, what we're doing, mm-hmm. we don't we're not getting a huge following. The, the But the point of the matter is I would not expect us to have a huge following mm-hmm. because of what we're about. You're asking people to heal your traumas at the source in a real way. So, you know, I, the people that actually do follow that come on those, you're all very unusual, actually, you know, but 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 that's today. And we're way ahead. In my opinion, we're way ahead of the curve. And this is something that people are in time going to realize, because, you know, the fact of the matter is to get you to the point where you're actually ready to do some heal, some real healing with the healing code. You have to hit rock bottom almost, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's the only way. And that, and that, so, so, you know, the people that are real and popular, that's fine. I'm, I have no, no problem with that, but I'm not surprised of the, the, the modest following that we have. I, mm-hmm. I, that's what I would expect actually. Yes, I agree. I was sort of thinking this is a real deal because you guys don't have 400 million followers. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'll, I'll weigh in on that. Um, just a little bit. And um, in 2 Corinthians 11 in the Bible, it talks about Satan masquerading as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's we don't have examples if you believe in Jesus and the Bible and stuff like that. Um, we're not really told that we converse with angels or um, you know, we're told that we can have communication with the Holy Spirit, uh, with God through prayer, uh, Jesus, who we're one with, um, and other living uh, people and believers. Um, as far as what you're describing, I really don't find that in, in the New Testament of the Bible. And um, the passages I find that speak to things relevant to it are more like the one in second Corinthians where it's more of a, this is usually a red flag, not a good flag. Um, so I would just try, uh, talks about te- uh, testing the spirits. 
And, mm-hmm. uh, and I would for sure do that because I've known so many people that got sucked into a cult innocently and were never the same again. So um, I don't know what that is, but those are my off the cuff thoughts. And I'm going to have to run. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Love you, Alex. All right. Um, Okay, we we have another question. I'm going to open it up for you. Um, This is from April. April, you want to unmute your line? Hey, sorry. I I I don't have a question. I'll 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 uh uh let the next person come up. Okay. All right. Oh. Talk to y'all. Okay, we have another April with her hand up. Um It's April. this April, sorry. Hi April. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's confusing. Um so my question was this, it was similar to Annie's because I had a particular situation happen over the weekend. And that's what I kept saying to myself was, I know this is a healing response because, and I came back home and it, ha- it actually happened out in public, which is horrible. But um, anyways, I was playing pickleball and I just kind of got really upset and I didn't know what it was from. And so as soon as I got home, I started doing my healing code. So Annie, yes. And I kept thinking the same thing was, I thought I dealt with this and I'm like, okay, I just got to go deeper with it. Got to go deeper with it. So, and the ironic thing is I spoke to literally four other people that I know of, and they were going through the exact same thing on Sunday and Monday. And I'm like, what is in the air right now? That's causing us all just to have these, these shifts. And so when I did do the healing code, that I came home to, and, and I don't remember exactly which one it was, but um, I, I, I did, I had a complete shift. And I said, and, and the words that came is like, I had to have a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And it was pretty amazing. And um, I'm glad I can talk about it today. <laughs> and I, it was just amazing that I had four other friends going through the exact same thing at the exact same moment. And so today when I was doing the envy one, I normally sit and will write all the, all the codes down as I'm, as I'm doing it. And I don't think, and today I just said, you know what, I'm not going to, I'm not going to write them down today. I'm just going to wait for the recording to come back. And when we did the, the first jaw position, my whole left side of my brain went numb. Wow. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I know. Right. I mean, and so thank you so much, you guys for thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I thank myself too, for coming and being present with you guys and wanting to heal and learn these things and to pass it on to all those that need it. But yes, Annie know that you're, I was in the same boat as you this weekend and a half a dozen other people that I know. <laughs> so you know, sometimes April, sometimes I get, I get this when I'm really into, I get like the side of my head. It's yeah. like gets very cold, like cool. It cools down. So that's interesting. Yeah. 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 So yay. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you too, Johanna. Thank you. Okay. All right. So I'm going to end the recording because we want to open the line up for anyone that would want a custom 